0: So, good afternoon, everyone. How are you today? Great. Great, Good. Praise God. It's it's, uh, very, for me, it's a very challenging week. (laughs) Especially, I have two students at home. I need to monitor the two. Especially, there's exam. (laughs) Online exam. But this week, I, while I was praying, God reminded me of what He told me during my prayer time. That He reminded me that what He told me, uh, "You have everything." God told me, "Remember, when you there are times that you are desperate, then you ask me, then I told you." You got everything already. So I thought for a long time that what he meant is that I have a beautiful wife, beautiful children. <laughs> <laughs> family, you have a beautiful family, you have leaders, a church. I thought this is what God meant, for everything. But he convicted me that that is not what I meant. Then then he reminded me, you have everything because you have me. (laughs) Because you have me. Praise God. I was so happy for that. (laughs) Sometimes we thought that we got everything because all the material things, that those things that will not last. But if we have Jesus... We have everything. Okay, today my, the title of my sermon is Fear That Reflects Christ. Well, let me start when I was growing up like in grade four. Uh, I have this fear by my parents. The fear that when I do something wrong, they will punish me. Uh, it is not that fear that I'm scared to approach them. No, because I know that they loved me, because I am their child. And uh, example, when I break something in the house, like plates, because I am the dishwasher when I was younger, then I am always, always the candidate to break something in the house. Then you know, my mother, we have a. Uh, uh, like a cabinet, full of different kinds of plates. The most expensive plates. We usually use the the common plates. Then, since I broke every common plates, (laughs) then we use those expensive plates. Then my teacher told me that, I learned this from my teacher when I was elementary. If you do something or did something wrong in your house, in your home, don't wait till your mother caught that mistake or that wrong or that mistake that you, ha- you did. Before your mom caught you, you should tell your mom. So I did that and it's very effective I did not get punishment <laughs> because of the honesty. So, there are a, a lot of things that I did and I, I was able to escape. But there are also things that I was not able to escape. Uh, the worst thing I did before is that we went to the beach with my friend <laughs> without my parents. Because before, it's very, we are so free I think in 1980 plus, uh, yeah, 1984, 85, like that. My sister, we are so young. My sister is so small. I brought her with my friends, with the neighbors. We went to the beach. And the beach is very far, far away from our home, from our house. Then when we arrive home, then we get, you know, you know, Not scolded, but, you know, the caning, the punishment, spanking. The worst thing I did also is when I left my sister at school. (laughs) After school, because I was so busy playing, then I I was so tired already, so I just ride the motorcycle. Home, without my sister. When I arrived home, it's like, oh no, <laughs> where's my sister? I know my sister. I remember this? Then when we go back to the school, she was not there. We're so worried, and there's no cell phone at the time. There's no communication. I was so scared. I thought. Uh, it's, the feeling is like forever. <laughs> it's never end. The worries. But thank God, you know what she did? She walked from the school. It's very far. We need to take a ride. Like, we, because we live in Talisay, then Santa Teresa is very far from our home. But she was able to walk by herself to our house. Then I was so happy. But the thing is that I get spanking. (laughs) So, I want to ask you, where is my mouse? Have you been doing wrong things? Although you remember the fear, but you successfully brush it off. And successfully doing that wrong thing that you desire in your heart then you realize then after you realize it's too late you cannot take it back or undo things like when you are typing in the in word document you can press undo but you cannot undo things now it bears fruit of consequences that is unbearable, you regret, but it's too late for that. Our verse for today is in Acts chapter 5 verse 11. It says, great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. Today we are going to learn how the absence of the holy fear affects our life. Let us pray, Lord, thank you for this time of oh Father God, Lord, that we can study your word of oh Father God. I pray that all your spirit of oh God will lead us, will guide us and will teach us of oh Father God, Lord, of today's verse of oh Father God. I pray in the name of Jesus that you, you will help us to catch your word and feel us. With your presence of God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So our verse again is in Acts chapter 5, verse 11. Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. So from this verse, we cannot understand anything. We need to uh, go back from chapter 4. Please take note that the word church... Uh, because this word is this is the first time that the church is mentioned in the bible in acts chapter 5 let us have a very short review of what we learned the last last sunday because last sunday is pastor Rick was here teaching us last last sunday we learned that the church of christ was born on pentecost what is the greek word of pentecost Shavuot. Ka shavuot. Uh, shavu. It means the feast of 50, a uh, feast of weeks. No, 50 days, uh, 50 days when, during the Passover and the giving of the law. 50 days. Or it's also called the feast of harvest. When the Holy Spirit filled the apostles, there are, there are people, there are many people. Uh, staying in the city of Jerusalem. And those, the apostles are staying in the upper room. The people who gathered in that place heard a loud sound, right? a violent wind, and they heard the apostles proclaiming the goodness of God in other language. So what happened? Peter stood up and explained to them what happened and then preached the gospel, right? And there are how many People were added to their number, three thousand. After we learned that Peter and John, after that we learned that Peter and John went to the temple to pray. On their way, they meet this lame man who received the miracles. Then Peter said, "Silver and gold I have not, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. Walk." That is the command of Peter, right? But the man who received the miracle did not, did not just walk. He jumps and runs, right? So Peter preached the gospel and the number, number of men who belonged to grow to 5,000. So, but in the, in the evening while they are preaching, the temple guard and, and the Sadducees and the Pharisees seized Peter, Peter and John, so they put them in the prison cell until the next day. So, and they were asked in the next day that we were asked uh, by what power or what name did you do this? And we learned that they give God all the credits, all the glory. Amen. And moving on in chapter five, verse one. Five, verse 1, we have here two characters Ananias and Sapphira. So, Ananias means his name, the meaning of Ananias is answered by the Lord. Some say it says the faithfulness of God. That's Ananias, and Sapphira means Sapphire. So, in Acts chapter 1, uh, no, in Acts chapter five, verse one. Now, a man named Ananias, together with his wife who, Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. So, how, are you wondering why they are? We're selling the property. If we go back to chapter four, verse thirty-two to thirty-seven, the the this part of the, of, of this chapter. It, it has a title. Believers share their possession. It says in verse 32, all the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possession was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continue testify the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And the God and God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there were no needy person among them. For time to time, uh, those who owned land and houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. Now, since Israel is strong in their beliefs, those who belong to the way or those who be, believe the gospel were, was persecuted. Everyone who believed the gospel at the time that was preached by the apostles is cut off from the society. I think it's very difficult for them to find a decent living because these people belong to the minority group. Now, we can have a glimpse of how they are persecuted in the story of Paul before he encounters Jesus on the road of Damascus. The persecution is just not just in words, but in physical And sometimes they can die through persecution. Oh, anyone, anyone who belongs to the church of Christ can be persecuted any time. So now from these verses, we can understand that there are needy people that belong to the church of Christ. But because from time to time, there were believers that owned land and houses, sold them, and gave the proceeds to the apostles as offering. There was no needy person among them. Like in verse 36, Joseph. Who is Joseph? A Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field. He owned and brought the money and put it on apostles' feet. Can you imagine? No. Maybe the church members. Oh, no. The church members were not obligated to sell their land and to give to the church. No. These people who serve their house and the land are genuine in their generous offering to God. They don't seek recognition. They don't seek fame. But I believe the apostles and the church are grateful and so thankful for their generous and sacrificial offering. I think people, whenever they see these givers like Joseph or Barnabas, they will thank God for them. Because they help those believers who are in need to have something so that they were not in need, and also because Christians are grateful people, amen. So, this early church they'll talk about maybe they talk about the with thankfulness for those people who give. Generously, they thank God for them to be an instrument of God to elevate the suffering of those people who are needy in the church. Let's go back to our verse. So now, a man named Ananias, Acts chapter 5 verse 1, together with his wife, who? Sapphira, sold a piece of property. But in verse 2, I want you to take note of this verse. With his wife full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but bought the rest and put it on apostles' feet. So, this couple must have pledged the whole proceed of the land to the church but they don't have the intention to give everything. I cannot say that they are greedy, or maybe because the, the love of money, because they have the intention to give. It is not compulsory for them to give the whole proceeds to the church. Maybe they can give the pledge. We can they have twenty 25%. Or 50%, 75% of the proceed of the land. Like Barnabas and the others. This couple, I say that they are glory seekers. They want glory. They want to receive the glory of 100% pledge by giving less of 100%. Now, do you know what they are? As I said, they are glory seekers. They give generously but with a wrong motive. Again, they give generously but with a wrong motive. They are hypocrites. Can you repeat that word? Hypocrites. One, two, three. Hypocrites. In Second Timothy chapter three, verse five, it says, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. And also in Matthew chapter 15, verse 7 to 9, Jesus reminds us of those people who are hypocrites. Jesus hates hypocrite people. In Matthew chapter 15, verse 7 9, it says, You hypocrites, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. This one, he's talking about the Pharisees, the, the priests, the religious leaders, the Sadducees, the scribes. He said, you hypocrites, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. No, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teaching were merely human rules. No. They do not know what they ought to do. For they don't practice what they preach. In fact, there is this whole chapter in Matthew. Matthew chapter 23. Having a title of a warning against hypocrisy. When you go home, you read this chapter. But we can, we, uh, let us continue with our verse. With, with this chapter. In verse in Acts chapter 5, verse 3, Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept yourself some of the money you received for the land? Let us understand that Ananias is not possessed with the, with the devil, with, the, with Satan, but he is... Inspired by Satan. In verse 4, didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such thing? You have not lied just to human beings but to God. Can you feel the heart of Apostle Peter is the heart of the pastor. He's asking his member Ananias, Ananias, why have you done this? You know, when Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. And a great fear seized all who heard what had happened. And some young men, Came forward, wrapped his body, and carried him out and buried him. At the same day he died, the same day he was buried. Imagine yourself, you are a member of this early church, and you attended one of the service, and this happens. Then your unbelieving friends will ask you, "No, how's the service? <laughs> how's the service?" And your answer, stunning. (laughs) Yes. Why? One of us died when he gave his offering. (laughs) Because it was exposed by Peter to be hypocrite. Can I invite you next Sunday to our church? (laughs) So, I know in the natural, this is not a good idea to grow a church. Yes, but imagine yourself for a moment. If you are ananias, then you are about to give your offering and it is a big amount. You are excited at the same time. You have this guilt feeling because you keep back some of the amount and suddenly after you drop your offering, Peter exposed you in the presence of the whole church. At this time, it was estimated the members of the church was about 20,000, including women and children. Will you not feel ashamed? Maybe your heart will suddenly pump fast. Oh no, (laughs) then your face will grow pale. And your blood will go to your head. Then you have sweat all over your face and your body. And you wish you will die because of shame. But for Ananias, he doesn't have a chance to wish. But he just dropped dead after Apostle Paul Expose him. Expose his hypocrisy. God just took away his life. Usually, hypocrisy is not exposed, right? They are hidden from the knowledge of everyone. From the knowledge of pastors. From the knowledge of leaders. From the knowledge of elders. We don't have elders here. But not from God. It is not easy to spot a hypocrite person. And it is very rude to assume that someone to be a hypocrite. (laughs) Right? Because it is carefully hidden. And some have died hypocrite. No? Like Ananias. God hates hypocrisy. You know, Peter did not go around, no, uh, asking uh, if how much Ananias earned from the proceed of the property. No. It is the work of the Holy Spirit, my friend. It is the work of our spirit. Here we understand that Ananias died hypocrite. And his body was immediately buried. You know, it took the man, the men, three hours to bury him. Because they cannot bury his body inside the city. They need to go get out of the city and bury his body. Three hours. In verse in chapter 5, verse 7, it says, About three hours later, his wife, who? Ananias, Sapphira, <laughs> came in. Three hours. The service started. Then three hours after, he came in, not knowing what, he, what had happened. And Peter asked her, tell me, is this the price you and Ananias get for the land? You know, this should be her clue. You know, <laughs> this should be her clue. Peter asked, why is it, why is it, Apostle Peter is asking. But she doesn't have a clue. She said, that's the price. Yes, that's the price. And Peter said to her, how could you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the man who buried your husband are at the door that will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young man came in and finding her dead, carried her out and buried her. Beside her husband. So our verse is in this verse, chapter 5, verse 11. Great fear seized the whole church and who, and all who heard about these events. Imagine, after three hours, Ananias' wife, Sapphira, arrived in the church. It's very unusual for a couple not to go together. The to church... Something is wrong with them. Or is that how long ladies prepare their Sunday dress themselves to go to church? Three hours? Maybe one hour to comb their hair? Maybe one hour for their makeup? And one hour to choose their dress? Three hours. She arrived at church three hours after husband Drop dead. And we have an idea that their service is more than three hours. The Sunday service. <laughs> maybe it's five hours. So maybe when she arrived, can you imagine? Maybe when she arrived in the church, she was very excited to be recognized by the pastor in the church. You Not know, to receive the glory. Maybe she was so dressed up. Her hair is so nice, you know, and she walks like Catriona Gray, like that, no, in the church. But what happened? What happened? Because of what they did, Peter asked her, "Tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land?" And she easily said, "Yes, that is the price." And Peter exposed her. Her hypocrisy. And she dropped dead and immediately was buried. This is the first church God raised up. Remember, this is the first church. The sin of hypocrisy is a no no in this church. Jesus wants to raise up a church that is pure, that is clean. Jesus rebuked the religious, rebuked the religious, religious leaders no? At, during His time. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes no, are noted by Jesus as hypocrites. They don't, they don't do what they preach. And maybe for, for this generation, it is like acceptable for the people for the priests, for the sad- Sadducees, for the friars to do something like that. But for God, that is not acceptable. God Himself purify His church. It is not the pastor, <laughs> it is God. I'm just an instrument. Although He is invisible, His presence is. Undeniable. Look at the people around you. This church building, all the favor God gave you and many others, all the blessings, they can testify the presence of God. In Acts chapter 5, verse 11, it says, Great fears seized the whole church and all who heard about it. This is a holy fear revered to God. If continue reading on Acts chapter 5, verse 12. The apostles performed many signs. After what happened? The, the apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people. And all believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. You know what is Solomon's colonnade? How big is it? Solomon's Colonnade, come. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, that's Solomon's Colonnade because they are growing. So, no one else dared to join them. (laughs) How beautiful is that? (laughs) They are gathered and no one else dared to join them. But even though they were highly regarded by the people, they are highly regarded as holy people. Those those people who love their sins and who cannot say no to the temptation, they will not dare join them. But those people who are ready to forsake sin and receive Christ as their Lord and Savior, they will join them. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their numbers. God revealed this to us. You know, it's very sad, but this is not to condemn us, but to remind that God hates hypocrisy in the church and also to remind that God loves us. The fact that we are still alive, God is giving us the opportunity to repent, to turn away from hypocrisy, and be a pure before God. I know let us check our hearts. Is it wrong to check our hearts? To ask God. Is it wrong or no? Right. <laughs> It's not wrong to check our heart and to ask God to point the place, the area of our lives that needs to be improved. Not to seek approval, to seek praise from other people, but to give God all the glory and honor. Not just to praise Him with our hands. Praise Him with our lips. Thank you, Praise and worship Him. But also to praise Him with a pure heart, with a pure motive. Because Jesus can forgive our sins if we repent and confess them. Maybe today what God wants us to do is to check our hearts and ask God which part of our life That is not pure. Which sin do you want, do we want to overcome? We need to admit it. If not, there is nothing to confess if we don't admit. Don't give excuses. We need to admit our sin. It starts with a desire in our hearts to live a pure and holy life before God. The Holy Spirit is more than able to help us where we are helpless. May I invite the musicians. Imagine yourself living up your life. Your relation to Christ is sweet and spotless. There is this joy that overflows within you wherever you go. Whatever trials, whatever tribulation will come, you have this peace of God inside you. People will take note of you that you are not a compromising Christian. Those people who still those people who still love their sin will run away from you and even ridicule you because they can stand the purity of your spirit. But those people that desire to be pure will come to you, will be attracted to you. People who are tired of sinning will come to you and ask you, You will be an important instrument of God for the transformation of your family, of your relatives, of your friends, on all the people around you. You are an important instrument of God to transform this city. You are an important instrument of God to transform this country. You are an important instrument of God to transform the world to be more like Christ. Because when you have a pure heart, you are a reflection of Christ. Although we are not perfect, Amen.
1: Whether in giving or in serving you, Lord, that we check our hearts, Lord, that we have the right motives, Lord. And if we do notice our hearts, Lord, are different, Lord, are cold, are greedy, are corrupt, I pray, Lord, that we immediately, Lord, immediately repent, Lord, and ask for forgiveness, God. I pray that you help us, Lord, to have a humble heart, Lord, to have a humble heart before you, God. Lord, may we look to you, Lord. May we focus our eyes on you, Lord. That we may be honest, Lord, in ourselves and to you, Lord. That we may be able, Lord, to do, Lord, your commands, Lord. That we may observe, Lord, to do everything you commanded, Lord. Yes, Lord, I pray, Lord, that we, Lord, as a church, Lord, will help us, Lord, not only in growth, Lord, for the physical, but also, Lord, in our hearts, Lord. That you will mold us, Lord, and you will keep us, Lord, together, Lord, and that you will that we will continue to allow you, Lord, to help mold us, Lord, that we may become, Lord, the church that you want to build, Lord. And Lord, I pray we will lift it all up to you, Lord. All the praise and glory, Lord. And not be credit for ourselves, Lord. Because this is not about us. It's about you, Lord. It's about you, God. Thank you, Lord, for everything. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen.
2: praising the Lord, we're signing up, let us praise the Lord that God is able, and thank you so much for your message today, Lord, we are truly blessed by your word, Lord God, amen, Amen. hallelujah, Jesus, praise you, God is able, yes, Lord.
3: And e-